our comparisonitis. Mm. We live in an age when we're surrounded by opportunities to compare ourselves to others. And it's easy to end up feeling like we come out of the comparison unfavorably, right? Whether it's comparing our body shape, our qualifications, our number of followers, our bank account, our business, our homes, our relationships. I mean, the list goes on. But regardless of which point we're comparing, the fact remains it is so easy to get caught up in that comparisonitis and to feel, well, really crap as a result. And I'm saying all of this as someone who has been there. I was jealous of the mothers making it look easy when I was crying in milk, sodden PJs, not knowing why my baby wouldn't feed. I have been envious of friends who have always seemed so damn lucky. I've compared my hips to the slender hips of thousands of other women. And you bet that when I started my business, I was comparing my audience, my website, my photos, my sales pages to other quote unquote more successful women out there feeling inept, feeling like I didn't measure up. See, told you, got the t-shirt me. <laughs> but these days, I'm just simply unavailable for spending swathes of my time feeling crappy about myself. Sounds like a waste of time, right? So I made a vow to end it. And after some trial and error, I did that. But along the way, I found a surprising truth about comparison. So on today's show, I'm sharing with you how I ended my comparisonitis, so you can too, and my advice might not be what you expect. Are you ready to give comparisonitis the elbow? Then let's do it, my love. Let's go to the show. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, bringing you strategy, mindset, and a dash of woo. If you want to learn how you can balance motherhood and money-making beautifully, if you want to learn the strategy, mindset, and manifestation tips you need to do more of what lights you up, attract more ideal clients, make more money, and enjoy more time freedom, if you want to create this vision of success because you are a mother not in spite of it, then you are in the right place, my love. I'm your host, success coach, business mentor, mother, and tea drinker, Corey Javid. So join me while we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, my loves. How are you doing? It's Cory Javid from CoryJavid.com here. Are you having a fabulous week? I hope so. As I'm recording this, it's actually Valentine's Day today and I'm feeling the love. So I just want to tell you, I love you for being here. <laughs> I genuinely do. I mean that. You aren't just a number or just a listener to me. You are a real person who I feel truly connected with. It's really interesting how connected I feel to you genuinely. I worried about that when I was starting this podcast that I would feel disconnected, but I actually feel more connected. Anyway, <laughs> I've gone off on a tangent already. I want to talk to you today about how I ended comparisonitis so you can too, because it has been such a relief. And the thing is, is what I'm going to share with you today might surprise you in terms of advice. But let me just fill you in quickly what's been going on over here. Like I said, it's Valentine's Day today. Yay, I'm wearing a t-shirt with the word love on it, because why not? And it's pink. <laughs> I did some heart opening chakra yoga this morning, because that just seemed like the obvious thing to do to start off my Valentine's Day. I had a handmade card from my daughter this morning. I'm feeling all the feels, and my husband's working from home. So later, we're going to have more family time than we normally would, because he'll be around when he would normally get home later. So hurrah. But also, 
I want to keep it super real over here because we're talking about comparisonitis. Don't think that my life is like some kind of picture of perfection. You know, I love my life and I'm obsessed with it, but I want to keep it real. (laughs) I am 100% buying myself Valentine's Day flowers. My husband is many things, bless his heart, and he has all kinds of incredible qualities. But being a traditional romantic, it ain't one of them. (laughs) And I gave up long ago convincing him of the reasons why he should be buying me flowers. And I buy them for myself. And I do it not because he doesn't, but I do it because I love flowers and I love myself in a way that is not arrogant, in a good feeling way. I know that sometimes we get worried about loving ourselves. Ooh, is that going to make me arrogant? Is that going to make me selfish? No, I just feel accepting of myself. And so I like to show myself that through the gesture of flowers. So I'm just keeping it real over here. So happy to share that with you. So ooh, before we dig in, I must remind you that my waiting list to work with me one-to-one in my private coaching is open. So it was closed for really quite a long time because it got too full. And I am now accepting discovery calls and applications to, that makes it sound like some kind of application process. No, but you can apply to work with me. Literally, you just book a discovery call with me and we have a chat and we see if we think we'd be a good fit. Uh, But I am accepting people onto my wait list. So I don't have a huge amount of spaces on there. And I'm kind of not putting a number on it right now just because it depends. Um, I have a couple of clients coming up for renewal. They will probably renew. Lots of my clients do. Um, So I'm kind of waiting to judge it but I do have a couple of spaces on there. One has already gone um, since I've been sharing that my waitlist is back open. I have some discovery calls booked. So if you are hoping to work with me, wanting to work with me, excited to work with me this year, you definitely don't want to hang about my love because it's going to be a good few months before we can start anyway. And I may well have to close my waiting list again if it gets too full. So what's the next step if that is your plan, if you want to come and work with me, then head over to corriejavid.com forward slash work with me, scroll to the bottom, there's a nice shiny button to book a discovery call, or you can click on private coaching and find out a little bit more about what it's like to work with me. But I would just suggest that if you're thinking about it, just get on a call with me. There's, it's not going to be anything other than a chat between two friends, because that's what we all become, I'm sure. <laughs> I feel like all of you are friends, right? A chat between two friends to see how it would work, us working together. So we will talk about where you're at, what you would like to be doing, what you would like to be achieving, where you're feeling stuck, and then how I might be able to help you get there. And if we both feel like we would be a good fit, then we can talk about you joining my waiting list. Simple, easy, breezy. If that sounds good to you, head over to corriejavid.com forward slash work with me. And I look forward to seeing your discovery call booking popping into my inbox. Amazing. So Let's get down to today's topic, how I ended comparisonitis so that you can too. This is a big one for us, right? I really wanted to talk about this topic because I feel like I feel like it's easy for us to feel like all of social media is set up precisely to induce comparisonitis. Anybody still feeling like that? You're not on your own. (laughs) So if you found yourself scrolling through the gram and maybe even kind of, you know, I used to do this, that kind of hate follow, you know, where you kind of like love to hate somebody, you're just so jealous of their life. (laughs) Yep, I've been there. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I've totally been there and had accounts that I followed 
back in the day and I was totally following them and then just that green-eyed monster kind of a way. Um, maybe you're looking at people on Instagram, looking at their perfect lives and feeling like, oh, my life is so crap by comparison or, oh, I'm this by comparison, I'm that, I wish I had this, I wish I had that. Maybe you're looking up other business owners. Yep, been there too. <laughs> feeling like you don't measure up. Maybe you're looking at their sales pages, their offers, feeling like they obviously have the key. They obviously have the secret sauce and they're not sharing it. Damn it, what aren't they telling me? <laughs> or maybe you're just feeling despondent when you see people's success stories, what people are up to. Maybe they're speaking on stages, publishing books, doing all the things, and you feel like, oh, I'll never do that. Maybe you've got real life friends. Maybe this is showing up in an IRL kind of way, which is... <laughs> kids speak for in real life. <laughs> I'm so down with the kids. Um, it probably isn't anymore. And I've probably just made myself look extra old by saying that. It's fine. I'm owning it. Okay. So maybe you have real life friends though, who you know, a little bit envious. They tell you they just got another new car and you're kind of twitching a bit or they're off on another holiday somewhere exotic and you haven't been on one for a while or you just had the one last year and Maybe they've got that new home that's in that slightly better area with the slightly bigger garden and they've got the fancy things inside and da 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 da. It's so easy for us to do, right? But like I said, today's episode might surprise you because I'm not going to tell you to take a digital detox. Nope, not the answer in my opinion. And I'm not going to tell you that comparison is always bad. What the what? I know, right? I told you this was going to be a different kind of episode. <laughs> comparison actually can be a good thing. Whoa, I know, let's let that sink in for a minute. But only if you do it the right way. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So before we really delve into the right way, let's talk about what comparison-itis is. It is an affliction. It is a disease, right? And what it really is, is it's when we're doing that thing of comparing something about us, some aspect of our physical selves, some aspect of our business, some aspect of our lives to something that somebody else is doing and we feel like in the comparison we're coming up short. We feel like in that comparison we feel less than, not worthy, lower than, not good enough, not insert thing here enough, whatever that could be. Not pretty enough, not qualified enough, not successful enough, not rich enough, whatever. It's so easy for us to do that. And so comparisonitis is when we compare ourselves to somebody else and what they're doing, and we use it as a kind of a stick to beat ourselves with. So that's never a good thing. Don't misunderstand me here. I'm never going to tell you that beating yourself with the comparison stick is a good thing. But really what's happening when we're doing that, when we find ourselves having those scrolls through Instagram, we don't kind of know why we're doing it. I always liken it a little bit to like picking a scab. You know, we know it's not a good thing to do and yet sometimes we just can't resist it. <laughs> so if you find yourself doing that, I'd love you to really understand what's going on there for you. Often we're doing it on purpose to kind of trigger ourselves or to provoke ourselves and we're feeding into our own sense of unworthiness, of not being enough in whatever aspect we're comparing it to. So it could be your like physical appearance, it could be your financial status, it could be anything. But we often use it as a way of it's kind of like a little bit of a self-torture type of a thing. 
and it never really feels good. And so that's what comparisonitis is. Now, I'm never going to tell you that comparisonitis, so when you're using comparison to make yourself feel like crud, I'm never going to tell you that that's a good thing. But I really want you to understand why it's happening. And I'd love you to look, if you can, back at the times when you've felt most inclined to do this. Here's how I've seen this playing out with clients and with myself before I worked on this and curbed it. When something isn't going right. For us business owners, this is a classic time for comparisonitis to creep in. When something isn't going how we hoped it would. And that could be mid-launch. I've seen this so many times. I've had to talk clients down from the comparisonitis ledge (laughs) mid-launch before and be like, come on, my love, this is what's happening. (laughs) Step away from the Instagram. Um, That's a really common thing because if something feels like it's not going well, we start looking outside of ourselves for answers. But really what happens is, is we look outside of ourselves for answers and then use the things that we see or notice or the things that we perceive about other people and notice about them to act as evidence that, yeah, see, I knew I wasn't good enough. See, I knew I wouldn't be successful. And we use it as some really negative evidence to back up negative and limiting beliefs about ourselves. So it can be quite a toxic thing. And I think we all know that it's quite a toxic thing. But I'd love you to have a think about when you've been most inclined to succumb to the comparisonitis. More often than not, it's when you're already feeling a bit crap anyway. So your mindset is already a little bit off kilter. And actually, it just sends us further down the spiral. Yes. So it's very unlikely that if you're in a really good place and you're feeling really high vibe and really abundant that you're going to do this, right? So notice that first of all. And then next time you feel that itch, that urge that I'm just going to check out how much that person charges. I'm just going to check out what that person's doing. I'm just going to go and scroll through so-and-so's feed, Stop and have a think, why am I doing this? Am I at the risk of falling down that spiral? If you can catch it in those moments and become a bit more self-aware of when that crops up, then you can stop yourself doing it. So I totally can catch myself doing this before. Sometimes I've even already opened Instagram or Facebook. Sometimes I'm already even on somebody's thing. But because I'm much more aware of this now, I'll be like, no, I'm just feeling a bit rubbish about thing A. So I've come over here to compare myself I can see what I'm about to do. I'm going to stop it and I'm going to go and work on my sense of enoughness, worthiness, etc. So it's just an avoidance tactic for looking at why we're feeling uncomfortable. Does that make sense? So that's why it happens. That's why we do it. And now that we know that we do it, let's not make it wrong because, okay, it's not serving us, but let's not beat ourselves up for doing it. Let's just notice it when it's happening. When you can notice it, you're in more of a conscious state about your behavior. And you'll be like, oh, I'm doing that thing. Okay, it's because I'm feeling a bit weird about this other thing. That's what I need to go and do. I need to go and work on that feeling that's coming up rather than distract myself with the comparison. Does that make sense? Amazing. So why is digital detox not the answer? Well, here's the thing. I think when you feel really inclined to have a digital detox, it is often because you've been succumbing to comparisonitis. So 
if you're feeling like I really need to just have a total break from social media, I'd suggest it's because you've not been engaging with social media in a way that's healthy for you, right? And so, okay, it might be wise in the short term to take a break, to step away and to prevent yourself from going down the comparisonitis spiral for sure. But it's not the ultimate answer. And it's never going to solve things long term because you're just stepping away. But when you come back, you can end up going there doing that same thing again. So what I'd like us to talk about is an opportunity to reframe and an opportunity to look at what provokes us into feeling inclined to be on social media, scrolling and perceiving everybody else's lives as better than our own. Um, And so that we can actually notice that and notice the feeling with us within us in that so that we don't feel so inclined to go down the comparisonitis spiral so having more boundaries and oh you should have listened to the last episode if you haven't go and do that boundaries for days that's what we need right (laughs) we manifest with more ease when we have boundaries if you haven't listened to that episode definitely go and check that out but boundaries with social media for sure and it doesn't mean like I don't feel like oh I'm allowed to spend half an hour on it and then I have to turn it off or anything like that it's more about noticing just being more self-aware when we are engaging on social media now this is actually quite a trick because a lot of it has been set up so that we aren't self-aware so that it does suck us in and we spend as much time as possible on it that's designed in that way right but when you become a little bit more self-aware and start observing yourself in a non-judgmental way important part non-judgmental when you start doing that you have more of an opportunity to start noticing oh I can see I'm feeling that itch to go and just dive in to Instagram and often it's because you're avoiding something else either avoiding something that we want to do and I'm saying this I'm only saying this because I know it because I lived it right (laughs) this isn't any this is in no way me judging any of this this is me talking from personal experience so what I would find is that I would feel that inclination if I was avoiding doing something because it felt scary or outside of my comfort zone or is avoiding feeling a certain way so it's feeling a bit crummy about something if you can take that opportunity instead to go and look at that thing look it square in the eyes look at that feeling journal it out or just sit with it and allow it whoa so powerful so whatever that feeling is that's making you feel tempted to go and compare yourself to somebody else instead of doing that instead of picking that scab (laughs) if you can go and look that feeling straight in the face like i am feeling uncomfortable i'm feeling a bit crap and here's why so powerful because that feeling's never going to kill us but we can really try and avoid it and we avoid it through things like social media but actually all that happens is we end up feeding the underlying feeling because we go and compare ourselves to people out there and we feel like we don't measure up can you see how this happens so that's why a digital detox isn't really the answer because it's not social media that is the problem it's not technology that is the problem it is how we're engaging with it and the times when we're engaging with it it's totally possible to go on social media and come away feeling super inspired 100% possible right and that's why a digital detox won't solve the underlying problem because the under- underlying problem is the reason why we've gone there in those times when we're prone to comparisonitis and so i'd actually say that social media and your use of it is a real opportunity to start noticing some of your thought and behavior patterns when we start noticing them we are empowered to make any little tweaks changes and adjustments that we want to to be 
thinking and feeling in better and more supportive ways. So that's why I don't just recommend, oh, just take some time away. Now, it might be what you need in that moment. Going and doing something else might be what you need, but it isn't going to be the ultimate answer because you will still keep being pulled back, still keep finding yourself getting sucked into the comparisonitis unless you work on what is driving me here? Why am I feeling compelled to go and do this? So this is what worked for me. And this is why I'm saying this, because I tried just not going on social media and tried blaming social media. And you know what? It's not social media's fault. There is a multitude of wonderful things on social media, inspiring things, educational things, all great things that can make you feel more high vibe if that's your intention when you go there. But when you go with an intention of trying to push away a bad feeling, but you're in that bad feeling place, and you know you're going in there for that little self-sabotage, it's going to give you that negative evidence that, see, told you this person's better than you. That's what we're doing to ourselves, right? So I know from my personal experience, that doesn't work. Just taking a break isn't enough. You also need to look at and start noticing your patterns and thoughts around why do I feel compelled to do this? So how did I stop? Well, first of all, I started noticing the times when I was feeling compelled to go and do this. And then over time, I was hearing this in other places, but it started to kind of land more fully with me, resonate more with me. And I know that this can feel so untrue if you're not there. So I totally get this if this doesn't resonate with you yet. But I started to realize that I do have access to so many of the answers within me. Now, this doesn't mean that I know everything or I can't learn anything from anybody. But so often we're going outside of ourselves for answers that actually, if we reflected in inwards we could find. So for example, one of my my private coaching clients will tell you um, that they always find this a little bit frustrating at first, but then ultimately are really appreciative of it. When we're working on pricing together, they'll be like, oh, I looked at so-and-so's pricing and so-and-so's pricing. I don't know, should I be here? Should I be here? Can you tell me how to price my thing? And I'm always like, nope. <laughs> you have the answer you know the price that's right for you within you. You're just not listening to it, all right? And so I help them reconnect to that. And then the, the answer may come up but and then bring up all kinds of limiting beliefs and fears around charging that price. And that's the work that we do together to help her feel totally confident and standing in her worth and able to charge a really good price for what she's doing and the price that is coming up from within. But it's very rare that I would actually say, yes, this is the price for you because you do have the answers within. So like I said, of course, there are things that we can learn outside of ourselves. But I stopped thinking and stopped buying into a story that everybody else had the answer, that there was one secret, one magic bullet, some secret source that if I could just study X person who looks so successful and emulate everything she does, then I will be just as successful. I stopped doing that and started doing my own thing and being led from what feels good to me. And yes, of course, learning the things that complement that, so for example, thinking about what you want to sell next in your business, don't look outside of yourself for that. Look within. What feels amazing? What feels exciting? How would you feel incredibly lit up if you were going to serve your clients or customers in a new way? That's where you go for the answer. Not looking at what Cheryl over there and Sandra over there and Tasman over there. I'm just coming up with names here <laughs> willy-nilly. Um, 
not looking at all these women are doing and trying to deduce which would be the most successful thing that I could try and copy and emulate and put in my business because that looked like it worked for Tamara so maybe I should be doing. No, look within. Do you see how I'm saying? Now, once you know what that thing is that you want to be selling, absolutely you can go and learn and discover tactics, strategies that would help you to do that, of course. But the ultimate answers of your direction in your business can come from within. Does this make sense? And so I stopped looking outside of myself for answers because that was one of the, for me, this was one of the areas that I was really prone to comparisonitis was looking at all other business owners and feeling like they had the answers. So I, I started to make that shift within my mind. And the other thing that I started to do was I started, this is the biggest one. This is the biggest one that really helped me give comparisonitis the elbow once and for all. So once I had noticed when I was feeling vulnerable to comparisonitis and I stopped just knee-jerk reaction being pick up my phone and try and push that feeling away. And I started just looking at those feelings straight in the face, which can be a little bit uncomfortable at first, but ultimately you notice very quickly. It's a very quick process. You can feel so much better, so much faster when you do that. So once I started noticing that so I could become aware of my behaviors and my patterns and start intervening essentially. So I started doing that. I started letting go of this idea that everybody else had answers and not me. And then the other thing that was a really big game changer to me was that I started using jealousy and envy. That's right. This is the other thing that's perhaps surprising about today's show. I started using it to manifest. What the what? <laughs> Here's how. So if you see somebody who has something that you want, that you desire, now you feel jealous of it. Sometimes we don't even notice that it's jealousy or envy that's coming up. We just feel triggered by that person. We just feel irritated by them or something. But often if we can be more honest with ourselves we can notice, actually, I'm feeling that way because I wish I could have that thing. I wish I could be going on that holiday. I wish making money felt that easy to me. I wish I had written a book. Uh, whatever the thing is, you can actually start turning that around and using it to help you manifest. And here's how. In those moments with comparisonitis, and here's how it, the difference is between comparisonitis and just comparing, with comparisonitis, we compare ourselves to somebody else and we always come up short. And we always come up with the conclusion that we are somehow not as good, not as worthy, not as deserving, lesser than, right? With comparison, you can say that person has something I don't yet have, but something that I desire. And that's the different nuance. You're not saying that you don't measure up. You're just noticing that they have something that you want, does this make sense? So you notice that Sarah over there has just gone on a really fabulous holiday and you want that. Now, this can be a great thing if you can resonate with and identify with that particular person. If that person feels so far removed from you, maybe they grew up with a completely different background to you or they're just not relatable to you for whatever reason when you compare, then they're a person to discard in this respect. But 
if they're a person that you can resonate in some way, like, actually, I can see that we're similar because of this. Actually, I can see that she started at the same point I started at. She is a mum like me. So this is what I would do. She is a mum like me. She also transitioned out of the corporate space. She also didn't come from a super rich or a super poor background because that was my experience, right? I was middling. Whatever the things are, you can use it as evidence of what is possible for you. Now, you don't have to super resonate with people. Once you get better at this, you can use anything and anyone is doing to be evidence that you get to do the same. But I think when you're starting out and when you're trying to shift from comparisonitis to a comparison that can help you manifest, then I think it it is worth looking for those examples and reframing that envy or jealousy um, in a way that, oh, actually, I've just noticed I feel a bit jealous of that. That means that's something I desire. So it's also a really great way of getting in tune with your true desires. So I know that some things, uh, I know that some of you tell me that you find it difficult to know what you really want. Hey, jealousy and envy and comparing yourself is a really good place to look for some clues. Because if you're jealous of so-and-so's car, so-and-so's holiday, so-and-so's house, so-and-so's business, so-and-so's relationship, whatever the thing is, it's because you desire that. It's about being honest with yourself there. So you can, when you're honest with yourself about what you desire, you're setting a clear intention. You're saying, actually, yeah, I'm going to own this. I desire that thing. Universe, bring it to me. When we're clear with our intentions, when we own our desires, we're automatically more of an energetic match for it so we can manifest it more easily. And so actually you can use comparison in this way to manifest. Does this make sense? You can use it to notice things that you desire by noticing when you feel a little bit envious or a little bit jealous, not making that a bad thing and just seeing it as an opportunity. Oh, that must mean I desire this thing and then be real with yourself about it and then use that person as evidence that it's possible. It's really hard for us to believe something is possible for us when we haven't had any evidence. I knew that when I was starting out with my business, I had lots of evidence of people who had made six figures in a year. I had very, very little evidence of people who had made six figures in a year or two years or, you know, in a short period of time while working part-time, while showing up as the kind of mother that they wanted to be and without sacrifice and hustle. There were a few examples, but there weren't in there weren't plenty. And so that was one of the reasons why I felt really passionately about becoming an example because I knew that it would help other women know what's possible for them too, right? But you can start using comparison in this way to facilitate this mindset shift. So since I've shifted in this way, it just means that anytime I notice that I feel a bit irked by something somebody's doing in that way, because underneath it, there's a bit of jealousy or envy, then I'm like, oh, okay, cool. That means I desire that. And even cooler, I have right in front of me right now, evidence that somebody has done this. Therefore, my subconscious now knows it's possible and I can become an easier energetic match for it because when we believe it's possible, guess what? We're in a vibrational alignment with it. When we don't believe it's possible for us, we're resisting it. Does that make sense? So we get to use comparison for good. So this is the thing that I think is really cool here. And so once you have cleared out that comparison-itis by noticing what will put you in that state of being more vulnerable to comparing in a negative way and to comparing in a way that makes you feel like you've fallen short or you don't measure up. 
Once you've started to notice those patterns, those triggers of behavior, then you can start intervening. You will just naturally start doing less of that. When you can let go of, like I did, this idea that everybody else has some magical answer to things that you don't, and you can start looking inside for, okay, not 100% of all of the answers to everything that you're doing in your business, but to the big kind of next direction steps, what you're going to be doing next, selling next. You have so much within you, and you can open yourself up to so much creativity and inspiration when you stop looking outside of yourself. So when you've done those two things, then it puts you in this really great position that when you start noticing jealousy or envy popping up, which is a point of comparison that you can actually use it for evidence. And so you can even go out and look for, you don't ha- it doesn't have to all hinge on jealousy or envy, but you can actually go out and look for evidence that supports you to back up your new belief in what's possible for you. So I had a client do this, in fact, just this week. We were working on her pricing together And I told her to go and sit with this pricing that had come up for her because she wasn't sure she was totally energetically behind it yet or not. And she came back and she said, oh, I went and I looked at X person's website and Y person's website and she charged this and she charged that. And actually, it made me feel really good about my price. She was like, I I know I shouldn't be doing that. I know I shouldn't be comparing. I was like, no, stop. (laughs) Don't make yourself wrong there because you weren't looking to them for answers. You had your price already and you were actually looking to them for that evidence that there are people out there charging even more, which made you feel more comfortable with your pricing. So you were using it to have more belief in what you're doing because, hey, if that person's out there charging even more, well, I can go and do that one day. But of course, I'm absolutely within my power to be charging this right now. Does that make sense? So I think sometimes we can tell ourselves that comparison is always wrong, but when we're using it in this way, and it is a careful thing, so you have to always be careful of the feelings that it's bringing up. So if you bring up any feelings of unworthiness or not being good enough, then you know, you're know you on the wrong footing. Go and work on that feeling within yourself first. But if you can put that to one side and just look to people and compare with the purpose of telling yourself, showing yourself what's possible, gathering that evidence, then it's really powerful because it really helps you to bolster that belief in what's possible. And it really helps you to manifest because it helps you to identify what you desire and where you can be going. So anytime I see somebody doing something now that I want to be doing, I'm like, cool, possible for me now too. Yes. (laughs) And so that's how I finally gave comparisonitis the elbow. And I hope you found today's episode useful and it's got you thinking about comparisonitis and how you might have been doing that and how you can maybe turn this around. If you want to find out more about today's show, you can head over to corriejavid.com forward slash podcast forward slash end comparisonitis. Um, Let's, oh, let's not forget our dash of woo. Today's Dash of Woo is literally designed to make you kind of go there. (laughs) Go there. Go pick a person. It could be a person that you know. It could be a person online. Pick one person that, if you're being honest with yourself sparks feelings of envy and jealousy and get really real get out your journal and get really real about why what is it that she has that I desire what is it about the way she got it that I would like to emulate have a get really specific and really clear and right there my love you have some very clear intentions around what you can manifest next super simple easy dash of woo today but so effective go and try it. And before we go, I must remind you that if you want to get on my waiting list to work with me this year, book a call. Let's chat. If you're interested in 
increasing your income and not increasing your hours. You know, that's my jam. That's what I do. <laughs> Let me help you with that. Let's talk. Head over to corriejavid.com forward slash work with me. Scroll to the bottom, click the book discovery call link or click on private coaching, find out more. And there's also a link in that page too, but book a call and let's chat and it'll be lovely to speak to you. And until next time, my love, never forget, you are limitless. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you so much. If you've enjoyed listening to today's show, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher so you don't miss out on any episodes. It would make my day, possibly even my week, if you could spare a minute and leave a review over on iTunes. And because I value your time so much, each month, one lucky reviewer will win a free success coaching call with yours truly. So if you'd love for us to pinpoint and then work through that one thing that's currently standing between where you are now and where you want to be, then definitely leave a review for your chance to win. Until next time, remember, you are limitless.